Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Three is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's up and welcome into this game day edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson filling in one more time for Sean Kelly, who is prepping for his TV duties tonight when the Saints invade St. Louis to take on the Rams. Six preseason games are in the books from last night. I was going to say the Broncos got some revenge on the Seahawks last night, winning 21-16, but then I remembered that it is preseason and that the game doesn't even matter. But congrats to the Broncos on getting some minuscule payback on the defending champs. Tonight, six more preseason games on the docket, including every team in the NFC South. The Falcons battle the Dolphins, the Bucks take on in-state foe Jacksonville, and the Panthers host the Buffalo Bills. Today, though, we are going to focus on the Saints and Rams. On today's show, Joe Lyons from St. Louis Post-Dispatch will let us know everything about the Rams and who we need to watch for when it comes to their team. Joel Myers, who will join Sean Kelly and John Stinchcomb in the CST booth tonight, will talk about tonight's game. And former Saints running back Deuce McAllister will give us his take on this year's team. Well, enough from me. Let's get started. We have a lot of show to get to, so when we come back, the deuce is loose as Mr. McAllister will join me next on the Black and Blue Report. Gatorade knows every victory starts from within. It's the determination to come up big when it matters most, but no athlete does it alone. They need training and fuel to perform. That's how greatness comes from within. Win from within. Lotto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state, and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Gatorade knows every victory starts from within. It's the determination to come up big when it matters most. But no athlete does it alone. They need training and fuel to perform. That's how greatness comes from within. Win from within. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. 
Our first guest doesn't need an introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyways. He is a Saints all-time leading rusher, Super Bowl champion, and two-time Pro Bowler. Deuce McAllister joins me now on the show. Deuce, glad to have you on. Uh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Deuce, the Saints play their first preseason game tonight, obviously, against the Rams. After seeing what the team did in free agency and the draft, what are your thoughts on this year's team so far? So far, so good. I mean, uh, I think you hit you know, pretty much uh, on a lot of your picks, particularly your first rounder. Um, he can come in and immediately help you. I mean, he makes you a different team. Um, what he's going to be able to see is he's going to work the slot a little bit, but I know he can move outside. And um, if they can keep everybody healthy, you know, particularly in that skill and up front group, they have an opportunity to be a dangerous group. You know, there was a little concern with uh, Jimmy Graham and his contract situation. You're happy to put that to bed. And those guys have been practicing and, and, and trying to get a flow um, coming into it. You know, the only really true question offensively would, would be the center position. And I think that you have two guys that uh, are able to hold that position now for the team. So uh, you, you're pretty excited about the potential, um, what they can do offensively and defensively. You just want those guys to create turnovers. You know, uh, Bird has been able to, to practice a little bit, uh, hadn't been fully ready to go yet, but I think they feel fairly well about that. They've got some guys that have been – nicked up a little bit you know champ has been nicked up a little bit but both of those guys if they're healthy and ready to go week one against atlanta then there's no worries how much pressure does that take off the offense knowing that the defense last year finished in the top five is, is so much better and it can uh actually prevent stops on the field well i think for, for the players they still want to go out and score right you know defensively what those guys want what they have to do and what they want to do is create turnovers they want to get Breeze and company, you know, more touches, more offensive possessions. Uh, I think as far as Coach Payton, it may change his philosophy a little bit. You know, maybe he's not as aggressive, but, I mean, his mindset is always to be aggressive, so I don't see that really changing a lot. I think, you know, strategy-wise, you know, uh, as the game unfolds, uh, it may change it a little bit, knowing that your defense can hold and stop people. And, you know, there are going to be contests where it may be a 17-14 game, if it, and if that's the case, then you're kind of disappointed as an offense that you didn't at least put up 21 points. What about the running backs? You had the veteran Pierre Thomas, Mark Ingram, um, plus up-and-comers Kyrie Robinson and Travaris Cadet. Do you see one of those guys, meaning Robinson Cadet, breaking out this year, and what's your thoughts on the running back core in general? I do see one of those guys at least going for a thousand yards. I think uh, you know the way the system is set up, um, Peyton will use all four. You know, but I do think at some point somebody uh, will break out. I think that they do use Pierre in a in a quote unquote jack of all trades. I think they get uh, Cadet involved a little bit more, and you know it's really the hot hand between Kyrie and and, and Mark. I think both will get the touches that they need, um, and it's just them finding the creases that the offensive line creates. Uh, one of the things that you know we know that offensively that you have to have is some balance, and I think that they're going to be committed to doing that. And uh, it's just those running backs finding you know four or five plays that they like, and being on the same page with the offensive line, fullback, and tight ends to go out and execute those plays. You know, every play won't be a home run. But I think there'll be enough creases in there where you can you can rip off some fifteen, some twenty, some 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 big plus gainers uh, for that offense. We're talking with former Saints running back Deuce McAllister. Deuce, what should Saints fans watch for during these preseason games? We have starters that don't really play as much. Um, fans sometimes don't recognize some of the players. If you're a Saints fan, what should you focus on in these four games and watching the Saints? 
I think the development of the younger guys. You know, um, I think uh, how well that some of the veteran free agent guys um, that we've picked up, how well do they mesh. Uh, but, I mean, any guy with two, three, four years under, I think you want to see has he improved. You know, how much has he picked up? Um, will he be able to contribute to help this team? I think with a lot of the veterans, you don't want them to be able to see a lot of drop-off on what they've done, you know, depending on how much time they're getting to play. But honestly, you know, I really want to see the development of those young guys and see, you know, will this guy be able to contribute? What will his role be with this organization and this team? You know, when you talk about a kid, uh, you know, Nick Toon. Nick, Nick, this is a prime opportunity for Nick to really shine through. Um, when you talk about a Joe Morgan, can Joe Morgan show that he can stretch the field, you know, coming off an injury? You know, so there's a couple guys out there that really need to play extremely well just to show this organization, yes, I'm worthy of being one of your 53 players. What was your attitude towards preseason games when you were playing? Did you focus, was it more on learning playbook, learning the system, improving the system with your teammates? Um, did you pay, do it based on personal goals? What was your mindset and attitude when you were playing preseason games? Depends on what point of my career I was in. <laughs> <laughs> um, particularly, I remember um, when I was going to be the starting running back, and I remember Mike McCarthy telling me that he was going to give me 20 carries, and then we were playing against Miami. And so, you know, I, I, I'm truly excited. I'm, I'm, I'm playing it as this. this is my – debut season it's my debut starting game even though it was a preseason game so for me I prepared and wanted to execute and go out and show and prove that the organization had made the right decisions as I got older then I wanted to go out there and get a little sweat I wanted to go and see make sure that I was seeing the right things and making the correct reads and and, and my footwork was 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 where I needed to, to be because I knew what the rigors of an NFL season would be so it's really under understanding where you are in your career and where you fit with that team on um, what you need to be preparing, whether it's the mental part, whether it's the physical part. And uh, I think that that helps you to be, be able to get ready for the uh, upcoming season. With that being said, do you like the format of having four preseason games? Some people want to drop the two, adding more regular season games. How do you like the format as it is right now? Uh, as a player, I probably want maybe um, two or three games as far as preseason is concerned, you know. Um, obviously, I think with the owners in the CBA, they'll 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 figure that out. Uh, but probably as a player, you know, you don't want to waste runs, you don't want to waste hits. So not to say that they don't count because obviously it's an evaluation and they mean something. But at the same time, you know, there's only so many hits, there's only so many tackles the body has. So you don't want to quote unquote waste them uh, for games that don't count for the regular season. That's former Saints running back Deuce McAllister on the Black and Blue Report. Deuce, thanks for coming on. Enjoy the football tonight. We hope to have you on uh, more during the season. No problem. I surely appreciate it, and hopefully those guys can go out and play extremely well tonight. Absolutely. Don't go anywhere. Joel Myers, who's calling tonight's Saints game on CST, joins me next on the Black and Blue Report. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. 
For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Smoothie King asks, what's your purpose? My name is Trish, and I want more balance in my life. I feel like all I do is rush from one place to the next and end up grabbing a burger along the way. And then I feel guilty, and I start thinking, I need to spend an hour on the elliptical, but I don't have time. I want to eat better. I want to feel better. That's my purpose. We can blend that. Find your balance with the new Greek yogurt smoothies naturally powered by Chobani. Find pleasure in your purpose at Smoothie King. It's Saints game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Well, you normally hear him calling Pelicans games for Fox Sports New Orleans, and lately you can hear him on Sirius XM NBA Radio. But today, Joel Myers puts his football hat on as he'll be in the booth calling tonight's Saints-Rams game for CST. Joel, good morning, and how are things in your neck of the woods? It is a uh, another great day. It rained all day yesterday in St. Louis, and, and it just cleared out a little bit last night for the Cardinals and Red Sox to get their game in, which is across the street from the Saints Hotel. So busy time in St. Louis, real busy time. Absolutely. Joel, I'm sure you've been working on some notes for tonight's game. Um, in your opinion, what are some storylines to watch for tonight in St. Louis? Well, is can the defense be as good as they were? They were incredible last year. When you go from dead last in the NFL to fourth overall and second best against the pass, uh, that was one of the best stories in the entire NFL, not just with the Saints camp. So, And, and it seems like they've gotten better in, in the respect that you bring in a veteran like a champ Bailey and then a free agent, you know, the big free agent signing, Jarris Bird. And then you make the rookie second-round pick uh, a selection that high, uh, Jean-Baptiste out of Nebraska. So the Saints, uh, they look like they should be as good defensively. Um, and then the guys that are kind of in the middle of their careers, just kind of ascending, Junior Gallette, just getting ready for his fifth year, Cam Jordan for his fourth year, coming off breakthrough years. So all... All signs are, and everything points in the right direction for the Saints, and hopefully that'll be the case. In football, and I don't have to tell you, Daniel, it's all about health. Mm-hmm. Who stays healthiest, and and that's the key. And the Pelicans know about that, don't they? Yes, they do. <laughs> Absolutely. You just mentioned Champ Bailey and Jairus Bird. This was a defense that was a top-five defense last year. Is it crazy for me to say that this defense could be even better this year with those additions I just mentioned? Well, yeah, because you know Kenny Vaccaro comes into camp this year like a veteran. Everybody and I wasn't at the green bar, but I watched Sean Payton's conferences after every practice, and, and to hear him talk about Kenny Vaccaro walking like a 5-10 year vet and, and the way he just his presence on the field. So it's only going to get better because the team is getting deeper, and it's pretty amazing the way this franchise is. I, I prepare over the last couple of weeks for the preseason where this franchise is capitalized on undrafted players. And it's pretty incredible what Mickey Loomis has done when it comes to assessing talent and picking up guys that all of a sudden they plug in and they weren't drafted to begin with. And they're playing like their second, third, fourth-round picks, if not first-round picks. That's pretty amazing. And when I say amazing, last year 18 of the Saints 53 on the roster came into the league undrafted. Junior wow. Gillette wasn't drafted. Robinson, Kyrie Robinson was the story of training camp last year, wasn't drafted. Uh, Saints fans know eight years later, Pierre Thomas wasn't. David Hawthorne, uh, Lolito, Glenn, I could go down the list, Glenn Foster. Uh, it's hard to believe what Mickey Loomis has done with guys that have not been picked in the draft, but that says a lot about 
his his staff and his scouts. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll see a little bit more of those too uh, this year after training camp. I don't expect to see much of Drew Brees tonight. Same on the other side with Sam Bradford, but we could see a battle for his backup tonight between Luke McCown and Ryan Griffin. Yeah, it's a good battle too. And uh, Sean Payton said they both had their moments over the last few days in, in camp. And and Griffin has all the attributes and and has he built up arm strength uh, since Tulane and he's grown. We know as a, a presence in the pocket. And the way Sean Payton talked about earlier in the scrimmage uh, last Saturday, the way he, he moved the pocket and, and he, he extended the pocket so he could make plays. At one point, he had eight straight completions in, in the scrimmage last week. And McCown, you know what you're going to get, a guy who knows how to play in his 11th year at Louisiana Tech. So it's nice to know they have competent guys behind Drew Brees. The key is, though, making sure they don't play during the regular season. Not, that's not a knock against them. That's just you've got a Hall of Fame quarterback who's in the prime of his football life. And his window is about, you figure, another three or four years at least because look at Peyton Manning and what he's done. Andrew Brees at 35 is such a great athlete who's taking care of himself that you hope that he is upright with the offensive line, which is back intact for the most part, uh, will play as well as they did last year in protecting Drew Brees. Joel, didn't you hear? Drew Brees says he can play till he's 45. <laughs> I like his attitude, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> he's, just, he's just a great guy. What a great representative. And eight years later, it's pretty amazing what he's done for the Saints. So he's, the franchise has transitioned to one of the preeminent franchises in the NFL. Drew Brees had a lot to do with that. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Let's switch over to the Rams. We won't see Sam Bradford tonight, as I mentioned. Who is healthy but coming off a torn ACL last season? Is Zach Stacy in the running game the primary focus for the Rams tonight? Well, the Rams have had a lot of picks at wide receiver, and I'm talking about high draft choices at wide receiver. So now it's kind of like make it or break it time for the Rams. Are they going to get their act together at that position? Because they've got a couple of first-round picks there. One that picked up his free agent, but he was a first-round pick. Kenny Britt from Tennessee, Tavon Austin, a first-round pick last year. Brian Quick, second-round pick a couple of years ago. Stedman Bailey, last year, a second-round pick for them. Uh, Austin Pettis, a third-round pick. So Bradford, I am told, is throwing the ball better than he has ever thrown it. He's bulked up a little bit, toned at least, and there's even more zip. And he always had a good arm. I had him a bunch at Oklahoma, and I've had him as a Ram as well. Uh, but Sam Bradford's got to stay healthy. Three of his first five years in the league have been marred by injuries. And you can't blame him for the torn ACL last year, but they've got to keep him upright. And they've spent a lot on the offensive line, too. This is kind of a make it or break it year for the Rams. I know you asked about the running game. Uh, it, to me, it, it's all about Sam Bradford and whether or not they can move the ball downfield that way. Because the, when you're taking first overall like he was six years ago, it is time to finally step up. And that's what they're looking for here in St. Louis. Yeah, not an easy, easy division as well. Arizona, San Francisco, and Seattle, it's going to be tough to make that uphill climb. Yeah, and, and it's wild that, believe it or not, they have been, each of the last two years, in their own division, and you can say it's the toughest division in football, mm -hmm. because two of the teams went to the playoffs from there, 49ers and Seahawks, and, and the team that didn't had 10 wins, the team ahead of the Rams, Arizona, didn't go to the postseason with 10 wins, but the Rams, believe it or not, in each of the last two seasons, went 5-2-1 and one in their own division. Yeah. And that's a team that the last two years only won seven games each year. Stranger than fiction, but <laughs> we don't make them up. That's the truth. It's hard to believe. And I couldn't believe it when I 
started to prepare for this game either because I knew they had some success against their rivals in division, but I didn't know it was 5-2-1. Yeah, that's some good stuff right there. Joel, uh, lastly, before I let you go, um, I asked Deuce McAllister this question last segment. Do you think there should be less preseason games and more regular season games, or is the format the way it is the, uh, just fine? I don't think you can get away from fewer, and and this is the reason I say that, for A, assessing the guys that are trying to make the roster. And we just talked about the undrafted free agents, those guys that are kind of bubble guys and, and guys that could break through. And then B, a, a couple of players and high-level players that were in the league for a long time that I spoke with, about four as opposed to two or three, said it's almost like a, a guy getting ready for a, a major prize fight, whether it be 12 rounds or 15 rounds. You don't train for that fight and prepare for it for just a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. You get ready over a long period of time. You prepare for it by kind of ascending into that position and, and getting ready, conditioning-wise. So if you're going to be getting ready, and it's a long march all the way up until the early part of February, if you're that lucky and you get to the Super Bowl, uh, then you have to prepare properly. And I think it requires that extra time and those extra reps. So if you're going to take body blows in a long fight, you, you can't just take a couple of weeks to get ready for that. I, I think the, the one thing that would stand out is if they went to only a couple of games, I think we'd unfortunately see more injuries. I, I think guys get ready and prepare for it properly by the extra couple of games, the four games as opposed to just two games. And I don't know how Deuce responded to that. You can tell me, but for a player, I would think he needs that rhythm, that repetition to get ready. Absolutely. Good point there. That's Joel Myers who will be in the booth for tonight's game on CST alongside Sean Kelly and John Stinchcomb. Joel, have a good call tonight and enjoy the game. All right, Daniel. Thank you. When we come back, we'll learn more about this St. Louis Rams team from Joe Lyons of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Don't go anywhere. More Black and Blue Report in one minute. At the Auctioner Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana. With more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region, even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Everything you need to know about the Saints and Pelicans is right here on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. We continue our preview for tonight's Saints-Rams preseason matchup and to hear about what's going on with the Rams, let's welcome in Joe Lyons from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Joe, happy game day to you. Hey, how are you? Looking forward to it. I'm good, thanks. Joe, I first want to start off with position battles. There are always some heading into training camp and the regular season. On the Rams side, what positions will have battles to look out for in this first preseason game? 
it's funny. The Rams are pretty well set. There's uh, some injury situations that will uh, kind of open things up a little bit uh, and, and some spots where they're uh, kind of getting some depth that will maybe change things as the season goes on. Uh, the spot, I guess, probably the most contested one right now is that wide receiver spot because uh, this is a team without a real true number one guy, so it, it it's kind of a by-committee thing, so there's a bunch of them in the mix. Uh, Kenny Britt came in from Tennessee, has looked really good so far. Uh, Brian Quick, who's going into his third season, seems to have kind of caught on and figured it out. Uh, he's another big. He's about 6'3", 220. Uh, helps a little bit. You've got Tavon Austin back from last year. Uh, the number of Rams number one pick was like the eighth overall. Uh, had a really good uh, started out slow, came on strong in the middle of the season, then went down with a high ankle sprain and missed uh, the last three games. And the other guy who's looked really good so far is uh, another is uh, Tavon's uh, teammate from West Virginia, Stedman Bailey, who uh, had a same kind of similar. Uh, to Tavon had kind of a slow start last year came on strong uh, unfortunately for him he's uh, going to miss the first four games uh, for a violation of the uh, PED policy but uh, that's a spot with Sam Bradford coming back you know and getting that that, that him now apparently he's not going to play tomorrow night or tonight uh, right. but just getting him in the mix with those guys throughout camp and throughout the uh, the preseason games is going to be an interesting uh, a big factor for how good this team can be now, besides the wide receiver position, what uh, players should we look out for, whether it's on the offense or the defense for the Rams? Who should we look out for on the Rams side um, that could stick out in this preseason game? It's hard to say because, you know, it, it, with this first one, so many guys I'm figuring get limited reps, but uh, some of the young guys to watch that are really uh, been impressive. Uh, Greg Robinson uh, from Auburn was the number two pick overall. He is probably I'm, he's going to be somewhere in the offensive line. He's probably going to start the season left left guard. But with Jake Long coming off a, a knee injury, it's very doubtful he'd play. So there's a, a good chance that uh, Greg Robinson plays some at the uh, at left tackle as well. He's uh, that's where he'll end up eventually. But I think the plan is to start him at guard and kind of work him up in slowly. Uh, the other number one pick the Rams had at uh, number 13 overall. Uh, Aaron Donald out of the University of Pittsburgh. He's a he's a short squat guy, squatty guy, but probably as quick a defensive lineman as I've ever seen. He's in drills. Sometimes it looks like the guys aren't trying to block him. He's that quick. He's he's you know was super productive in college. One of those guys where everybody said, well, he's too small, he's too short, but he just kind of every day you watch camp in practice, he's in the back in the backfield making you know ready to make plays and real humble kid. Uh, Seem just you know one of those I, I might end up being a real steal for the Rams at the in the middle of the first round there. Of course, Michael Sam has been talked about a lot this off season. In your eyes, how has he looked during training camp, and are there still distractions with him surrounding this team? It, it's the distractions been pretty minimal. The Rams have done a really good job of, of limiting his access and uh, kind of keeping the circus away. Uh, we kind of joke about mm -hmm. it. On the days he does talk, there always tend to be a few more reporters there. Uh, some national guys have come into town just to talk to him. Uh, we had Peter King here yesterday. I'm pretty sure he probably got a, an individual with Michael. Uh, Michael's done a good job on the field. Uh, he's a you know he's he's a talented football player, but he's also a guy who's not real big. He's kind of that tweener guy who's not really a, big enough to be a defensive lineman and not quick enough to be a linebacker. So he's really working hard just to make this team. That's the thing I think a lot of people forget. You know, he's a seventh round pick. Right. 
chances of him making this team are, you know, on a especially with as good as the Rams' defensive line is, it's it's a real battle for him. And there are times you kind of feel sorry for him because this media, you know, on the days when he is available, he's a guy who didn't get a lot of media attention at Mizzou, and they I think they kind of sheltered him a little bit there, and it shows. He gets a little frustrated during some of the press conferences and. And some of the questions he gets are pretty ridiculous, too. He got asked the other day, are you a trailblazer? And he uh, he responded, no, I'm a football player. And then the same guy comes back and says, well, how long do you think you'll have to answer these kind of questions? And you're kind of like, well, if you'd stop asking them, right. stop <laughs> and answer them. So, and he got kind of frustrated at times when people – he he's he's really defensive about things. You know, but he's also a young kid just trying to make a football team. And, you know, the other stuff, you know – I don't think, you know, the Rams drafted him. I don't think they care about that. And I don't. I think the guys on the field, if, if he can play, he can play. I think that's the bottom line. Is special teams his ticket to making uh, the Rams 53-man roster? Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Because the defensive line, uh, they've got a good eight, nine-man rotation, and then Aaron Donald comes into it too. So Michael's chance as a, as a pass rusher is going to be kind of a specialty role. But he's a kid. He lost about 13 pounds in between the OTAs and the start of camp, just so he could be a little quicker. And uh, they've been real happy with way blocks and stuff like that. So I think he's, if he's going to make this team, it's definitely special teams are going to have to be his ticket to the, to the NFL. And then he'll then become kind of a developmental guy where, you know, working with the other, you know, with the Robert Quinns and Chris Longs every day in practice, maybe he, you know, he, you know, he's a, he was a, he was the co-player, co-defensive player of the year in the SEC last year. So, I mean, we're not talking about a guy who doesn't know how to play football. It's right. just that, like any any rookie, any seventh-round guy, he's just got to learn how to play at this level. We're talking with Joe Lyons from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch covering the Rams. Head coach Jeff Fisher is entering his third season with the Rams, Joe. They won seven games in both those seasons. What are ownership and fans' expectations for this upcoming season, and is this a make-or-break year for Jeff Fisher and this team? I think I think Coach Fisher's pretty safe. He's a... He's an established guy, and but you know, like any program, you've got to make progress every year. And I think uh, last year the Sam Bradford injury kind of set him back a little bit. I, I think they're very excited about the talent level of this football team. There's a lot of it's 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 been the youngest team in the NFL the last two years, and there's a pretty good chance since they draft had 11 draft picks that it's going to be the youngest or one of the youngest again this year. But with that said, you've got a bunch of guys who've been here for two and three years. You know, where you start thinking those are the guys that have to start stepping up and becoming stars, becoming, you know, productive football players. And I think that's where the excitement is with this group. And I know they, the fans are excited about this team. We've had really good uh, attendance at the, at the training camp sessions every day. They had, you know, 15,000 show up at the Dome last week for a, a free practice, you know, kind of scrimmage. It was It was basically just practice, but they call it a fan fest. And they let the fans on the field and do some other stuff to kind of, make them happy but uh i think they're ready to to take the step the only problem they have is that they're in the nfc west where you've got seattle and san francisco leading the way and it's going to be a an uphill battle to kind of catch up to those kind of teams as you know with a young team yeah not not an easy division to rise out of there with uh, those three teams in there that's for sure lots of storylines for the rams heading into this football season it'll be nice to finally watch some football tonight again Rams and Saints 7 p.m. Central Joe how can fans follow you on Twitter if they want to hear about the Rams and their news I to be honest with you uh, I'm not a a Twitter guy so I'm I'm one of the few who's not but uh yeah I'm just basically at the uh post dispatch website I'm basically there every day so uh stltoday.com is our uh our website
All right, well, be sure to check out Joe on the website covering the Rams for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Joe, thanks for coming on and enjoy the game tonight. You're welcome. Thank you. Have fun. Bye. When we come back, I'll wrap things up on the Black and Blue Report. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion. It's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. There's no better time to join your Pelicans as we take flight. All-star Anthony Davis is taking his team to the next level, and the Pelicans are soaring to new heights. 2014-15 season tickets are on sale now and start at less than $300, with lower bowl options as low as $37 per game. Season ticket benefits include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions, and much more. Take flight with the Pelicans. For more info, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Good stuff from all our guests. Big thanks to Deuce McAllister, Joel Myers, and Joe Lyons for helping me preview tonight's game. Don't forget you can watch tonight's game on CST. Game starts at 7 p.m. Central. Joel Myers, Sean Kelly, and John Stinchcomb have the call. Plus Mike Neighbors and John DeShazer will be working the sidelines. If you're not in the New Orleans market, I believe NFL Network is carrying tonight's game. So you can watch it there or go to NewOrleansStates.com and find out how you can watch every Saints preseason game for just 20 bucks. Of course, you should be on NewOrleansStates.com all day today anyways, because that's where you'll find pregame, in-game, and post-game coverage, including interviews, highlights, and much more. Still no word on an NBA schedule, but it's looking more and more like the middle of next week, if I were to take a guess. Once we do have it, we'll still have plenty of reaction and interviews on this show as we look forward to Pelicans basketball starting up again. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at BlackBlueReport where you can find the lineup each day for the show and you can tweet us if you have any guest recommendations. You can also follow me personally at DSallerson and tonight follow at Saints, at Sean Kelly Live, and at John DeShazer for everything you need to know about the Saints and the Rams. Well, that'll do it for me here from Studio B. Hope everyone enjoys the game tonight. For all involved, I'm Daniel Salerson. Have a wonderful weekend. And thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.